podcast. Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and on this week, I am joined again by my friend, Alana Feynman. Uh, When Alana and I were recording last week's episode, I mentioned that the next episode was for season one, episode seven of Hannah Montana called It's a Mannequin's World, which happens to be a favorite for both of us. So it just made sense to keep things rolling. Let's go ahead and jump right in. All right. So I am back with Alana. We're doing back-to-back episodes. Um, Hello. We are now on episode seven, It's a Mannequin's World, and this is an episode that I remembered everything about going in. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) It's like hashtag iconic. (laughs) Yeah, I remember the key image. I remember the the credit scene with the the sweaters and the songs. That's what I remember. And everyone being like, this is stupid. And then Roxy like living her living truth, you know? Well, yeah, you mentioned Roxy. This is the first episode with uh, Roxy, uh, Hannah's security guard in it. And I'm like, (laughs) finally, some security for this child superstar. Um, (laughs) And she's a fun character. She immediately gets in her catchphrase, which is, I got my eyes on you. (laughs) She, She hasn't said Roxy like a puma yet, has she? She has not. That's her other catchphrase. <laughs> but that I'm sure it's coming up soon. A sign um, of good things to come. Yes. I'm I'm very happy to have Roxy here. Um, she definitely was like one of those um like iconic side characters to me. Yeah. Um so she is a member of the Hannah Montana staff, but she also knows Miley's secret. She knows that she's not actually Hannah Montana because she's like at like family events later in the episode. <laughs> um, which I think is interesting because she does kind of act as like Miley's bodyguard at one point too. And I'm like, again, wouldn't people notice <laughs> that yes. this one bodyguard works for these two similar aged girls who have the <laughs> same dad? <laughs> the same uh, manager. Um, I forget what I was going to say, but I bet it was great. Well, <laughs> Roxy mentions that she's just gotten back from a Marine Corps reunion. And I'm like, oh, so that's why you weren't there the past six episodes, I guess. But Miley does very specifically say that uh, Roxy is the best bodyguard that we've ever had, which does raise some questions for me. It means that they've had previous bodyguards. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the previous bodyguard has been on payroll for the past six episodes. <laughs> Maybe, maybe they that's were why they were so bodyguards. bad. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're there. just. Maybe it's just that's just when all of the children started sneaking into the dressing room when there was no bodyguard <laughs> on staff and it was only Robbie Ray. Um, but it does seem like we've had past bodyguards, and now that there is a new one, she's like new and improved and better than the previous. Yes, yes, she's she's great. Um, I really enjoyed her in this episode. Um, so. We basically open by finding out that Hannah Montana has her own line of scarves. Um, You would think based on the event that they're having that she has like a clothing line, but it's actually just a line of scarves. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yep. I want to know like how many scarves she was actually able to like come up with ideas for because I feel like scarves... You know, they're scarves. <laughs> There's not and like a ton specifically, of specifically like the really skinny kind, like fashion yeah, scarves. Like very like 2006 scarves of like skinny yeah. and like they've got like sequins on them and 
um, they're kind of meant to like be long and they're not for like warmth. They're not like winter scarves. No, no <laughs> they're, they're practical they're scarves. scarves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so they're at like some launch event for the Hannah Montana scarf collection. In like um, some sort of limited too. Yeah, store. it's very much a limited to vibe. Um, there's one woman that works there, and her attitude is like, if you are not in the process of purchasing something, get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> like she she does not care for people that are browsing. She doesn't care for people that haven't made a decision. She's like, if you don't make a decision while I'm staring at you right now, you can leave. She is so mean. I'm like, does she even want people to buy stuff? Because she's not letting them like take their time. She does seem like not the correct demographic to be working at a limited two. All right, my to be working at a store with clothes for middle school girls. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like all my experience was like high schoolers when I was a, you know, a patron at those kinds of stores. <laughs> all of the uh, employees were like high school girls, college girls, like not. And this woman was like solidly in her, I don't know. 40s maybe like a school marm (laughs) yeah (laughs) she was like a like a nordstrom or like a she was like a truancy officer (laughs) (laughs) what am i she was like she like it was like working at a fancy jewelry store vibe you know yeah like she was very concerned i mean she never said this i don't think but like the sort of person that's like very concerned that anyone who's like looking at something is trying to like case it and is like gonna steal like, this um, is a limited to right. I mean, <laughs> this is a justice, me- exactly. Man, Wendy's. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like the appeal of a store like Limited to to me as a young person was like hang out in there and look at absolutely every item that's in the store and yeah, like and lust because after you're it. twelve and you don't have a job like, and you don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, if I if I had been living in the Hannah Montana universe and I found out that <laughs> Hannah Montana had a line of scarves at whatever this store is, I would just want to hang out there and like look at all the scarves. Especially because Hannah Montana was there. Yeah, they're promoting her product. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And still, this woman's walking around like, are you? Are you buying? And they're like, well, I'm, I'm thinking about it. She's like, then get out of here. She's like, so mean. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but like only the tidiest. You're kind of not really. Yeah. <laughs> she was so mean. That's kind of right on the money. <laughs> um, but so anyway, they're at this like launch thing for the Hannah Montana scarves. Um, Lola, par for the course, is wearing a dress over a shirt and jeans. Um, and like, so much not makeup. Even, like, not even like skinny jeans. Like I could have excused no. like jeggings, but they were like, like full jeans on like that you boot would cut paint jeans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like full on boot cut, like flared, like wide leg <laughs> underneath a dress that was on that was on top of a shirt that was on top of fingerless gloves. <laughs> <It was> so <laughs> much <laughs> and a lot of makeup. I, I have that note. She's wearing so much makeup, like by far the most makeup of anyone there. Um, and so <laughs> limited to. Yes. And so they they also this store has like a life size Hannah Montana mannequin, um, which Lily says, that's not a mannequin. That's a Hannikin, Miss Montanakin. <laughs> <laughs> I also clocked that because it was just <laughs> the presentation of it was I don't even I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for. 
Um, (laughs) That's what's stuck in my head. I'm going to walk out of here. Like, that's the line that I remember. Yeah. Lily has a lot of lines like that in this episode. Um, But so, yeah, so they've got this life-size Hannah Montana thing. And it really does look just like her. But she's wearing sunglasses and, like, a hat. Um, So that's how you know it's not her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then it comes up that I guess like Miley's birthday is coming up soon. And um, Robbie Ray is like terrible at buying gifts for Miley. Um, Miley says he has the taste of a month old pickle, Um, which is an interesting (laughs) line because like pickles are like fermented. They're like supposed to stay in the fridge for a long time. Isn't it like wine? Yeah, where yeah, like they the like get they better and stronger with age. Yeah, <laughs> but I did think it was funny, even though it was inaccurate, as like a big pickle stand over here. Even though the dramaturgical um, work wasn't sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little theater student joke for you guys. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so uh, he, I guess always picks out clothes for Miley and they're always really ugly. Um, The way that I wrote it down was that they're all like little Bo Peep dresses. Um, That's correct. They look like they would belong on like a porcelain baby doll. Um, A lot of bows. Yeah. They just, they're extremely childish and like girly, but like girly in like the forties. Um, like they're, it's they're very just like odd. <laughs> toddler Easter, you know? Yeah, like an yeah. Easter toddler dress, lots of pastels. Yes. yes, um, too long, too many like layers, too much tulle. You know, they're very loose on her. We get like a flashback of like we get a series of flashbacks of Miley ruining these dresses. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> my my favorite one was when she opens the fridge and takes out like a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and just Mama like me <laughs> that's a big stain <laughs> yeah that's the quote i wrote down <laughs> she, she rubs it all over her and says that and it's really good um <laughs> um but uh basically she's like what am i gonna do he's gonna buy me an ugly stuff again because she looks over and her dad's like holding up like another ugly dress at the store um like sizing it up like is this what i should buy lily's like well my dad got me a savings bond for my birthday. <laughs> oh, that joke was very good because from the ages of maybe 10 to about 18, my grandparents who live in Montana or something um, or Minnesota or somewhere uh, every year would send me like a $25 savings bond. And I felt the exact same way. They send it to you in like a little book. And as Lily says, you can touch it. And you can feel it, but you cannot spend it. (laughs) I remember watching this episode air and being like, hey, I relate to that. (laughs) A joke for me, a joke for the people. That's really good. Should we talk about the B-plot now um, or should we continue talking about the A-plot? Because this is kind of where the B-plot pops up. Yeah, let's talk about the B-plot. Okay, so the B-plot is that Jackson is in charge of the cake for Miley's birthday party. Um, and through a series of unfortunate events, every cake he <laughs> buys ends up getting destroyed. <laughs> um, the first time, uh, oh, actually, like, Jackson's friend Cooper is, like, 
helping with the birthday cake. Like he's the one that brings it into the house and is like, I got the cake. And I was like, why is he in charge of his friend's little sister's birthday cake? Um, but I guess he's being a good friend. That was also just the sheer size of that cake. That was a two man job. Like I never saw more than one, like more than one person ever carry this like too large of a cake. It was the size of like three Costco cakes. Like it was designed to feed a lot of people. (laughs) That is a two man job. Well, Jackson goes and he picks it up himself and he lifts it up. And I don't know how he could have naturally lifted it up high enough to do this, but he lifts it up just as Robbie Ray enters. And it, of course, goes all over Robbie Ray's head and body. It does look like he throws it. He, he like, <laughs> it hoists like it, it really. Like a- he hoists it like above <laughs> his head. And it's like, why would you need to hold it up that high anyway? <laughs> but so put a little backhand into it. <laughs> right. Um but that's like the start of the B plot. That was like the first incident. And then later, um Jackson's like, okay, we got another cake. It's great. And they're leaving it outside while they try and get into the house. And just from setting it down, like a whole flock of seagulls come up and start eating the cake and thus ruining it. Um, and it's like an ongoing Not that it bit. matters, but it is specifically pelicans. Because oh, that's pelicans right. Oh, my God. No, look you're funnier. Right. No, it is important. <laughs> it's pelicans. objectively sillier bird. <laughs> it's pelicans. They come up and they're, they're eating the cake. And 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 it like cuts to like these pelicans like making a face and going like ah 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 like pelicans like to tease Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but the pelicans like then are like kind of a recurring character for the rest of the episode. <laughs> They're like always teasing Jackson <laughs> about his failures with this cake. Um, but anyway, you could say they're the Greek chorus <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> Is that going to be a running theme, us making, like, theater references? I hope. Hannah Montana viewed through a lens of theater pedagogy. Um, Sarah Freeman will be proud. (laughs) Oh, my God. She will not be. I would be shocked if she was listening to this. Um, She's not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a joke for like four people that are going to listen to this um, and no one else. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to the A plot. Um, Miley and Lily hatch a plan that Lily is going to go help Robbie Ray with shopping for Miley's birthday present. And Miley, I guess, is also there, but she's like hiding to like give Lily her like cues on if she likes the clothes or not. Um, I would kind of think that Lily would like know her well enough, but I guess they yeah. have like different styles. Um, and also, and this comes up later, but uh, but Robbie Ray like knows how Miley likes to dress, so <laughs> why doesn't he just like look at how she dresses and pick something in line with that instead of something so so far left field? Um, but that comes up later. Um, but so the first dress that he holds up isn't that bad it's kind of like a strappy tie-dye dress i mean like it's i mean it is what it is but but it's not (laughs) it's nowhere near as bad as the dresses we see earlier um and lily's being like very subtle i mean like not really but like subtle in like the hannah montana universe and subtle in like the disney channel universe um 
she, there's like a lot of use of the word um, coinky-dinkly. Oh, yes. <laughs> she says it like 10 times in one sentence about how yeah. much of a coinky-dink it is that they ran into each other. Um, Miley's hiding in the racks of the store like a toddler at Target. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was what came to mind for me. Um, it was very evocative of childhood <laughs> memories. <laughs> Um, really good world building (laughs) right um i also i i was curious like i get that this is the store where miley's like scarf line is but why are they looking only for clothes at this store that apparently has like 85 percent ugly dresses (laughs) like like miley hates all the clothes (laughs) yeah robbie ray even suggests at one point like maybe lily we should just go find another store and for some reason lily's like no we can't do that but it's because miley is like there and god forbid that miley comes along to like change locations right but if they were to go to a different store number one it would be like like i said this store seemingly only has ugly dresses um, and number two, this store has the lady that's like, if you are not buying something as I'm looking at you, you can leave. So, which like causes problems for Miley because she has to hide. Um, because this lady's like, get out of my store. She gets kicked out. Um, so if they were to go to another store, it would be like a win for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This does, this is not Miley. Miley looks like a dick in this whole scene, honestly. Um, because everyone is like, Lily's holding up all sorts of clothing items of extremely varying styles. Yeah. Um, and Miley vetoes all of them. So mm-hmm. Miley appears to have some sort of like high fashion taste, but ignoring she the does fact not. <laughs> that she is in the store wearing gray pinstripe pants and then like <laughs> a pink like cami long sleeve situation and then a matching pinstripe vest over it (laughs) everyone on hannah montana loves to wear pinstripes yeah something about the pinstripe um which is not what i would call craze (laughs) yeah right and here she is claiming that she's like the height of fashion (laughs) and like the fashion mogul and every other like plebeian item that her father and willie present to her (laughs) (laughs) are so far below (laughs) miley miley has a lot of lines uh kind of throughout the series but particularly in this one where it's very much like do as i say not as i do because later she's (laughs) like i'm dreaming about wearing this jacket with a black leather skirt with matching pumps something we've never seen her wear anything remotely close to (laughs) And also, also the jacket was ugly. Her. Yeah. <laughs> the jacket that she finally decides on is, it's fine. Like, I guess it's fine. But, like, I don't get why it's better than, like, some of the other stuff. You know, I think that it's better because she, like, steals it off another girl. Like, someone walks by her um, and she, like, grabs it. And the girl, like, tries to grab it back. And she's like, let go of it. So I think it's just that someone else wanted it. <laughs> And maybe well, that was the draw. We're also bearing the lead in bringing that up because Miley gets kicked out of the store by the mean woman for not <laughs> buying something. And Miley somehow sneaks back into the store and replaces the mannequin of Hannah Montana with herself. In like five minutes. Yeah. Like- in And the store is very well lit. 
there's a ton of people there. <laughs> How she, as a 14-year-old girl, managed to pull down the mannequin, yeah. undress it, put the wig on with everyone watching, and, like, toss the mannequin somewhere, and then get back up on the pedestal and, like, pose as the mannequin. <laughs> It is, like, a feat of nature. Like, I don't know how she could have pulled it off. And, like, her dad is there. Like, he would have seen it. It would have made noise. Like, did she steal the mannequin and, like, then go run into a dressing room or something? Again, so without just, like, being noticed. like, a dead noticed, mannequin in a dressing room somewhere. Right. Without being noticed by her dad. Without being noticed by, like, the shop lady. It just, it, it's, it's. It's like a crystal clear example of like Disney Channel logic where like you really can't think about it because if yeah. you think about it, it's like it it like you can hear it in how I'm talking right now. It's like painting me because it's so <laughs> insane. <laughs> and then how did she leave? You know, her clothes were hanging out somewhere. Her yeah. pinstripe outfit was somewhere <laughs> in the time that she was the mannequin. And <laughs> <laughs> so at some point. She had to either change or I maybe she grabbed them and left as Hannah Montana and then someone is just left to And got ambushed like, what like happened she to the mannequin does. Like she now is there as Hannah Montana which as we have seen from countless evidence incites riots regularly. <laughs> Like, I feel like Robbie Ray would have, like, seen in the newspaper, a la an earlier episode, that, uh, that, like, Hannah Montana was spotted at the mall and it caused a scene, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, but in any case, while she's up there as the mannequin, this little girl starts yanking on her. Um, and I was like, I think that's Miley Cyrus's little sister, Noah. And I looked it up I'm and it is. positive. Yeah. It is. I, I looked it up and it's her. It's little Noah Cyrus. I was like, that's cute, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, nepotism. Little Family cameo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About the show about like a real life father and daughter singing team. <laughs> <laughs> no, no nepotism anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um... We don't know her. <laughs> uh, this is the point in my notes that uh, I get to the part about the pelicans. Um, they pushed the second cake off of a table and then started eating it. Um, I wrote, I want to know what the day on set was like when those pelicans had to shoot. Um, <laughs> um in any case, uh, then we're at Miley's, like, birthday party, but not really her party yet. It's, like, just her and her family and Roxy and Lily and I think Oliver's there. Um, and I think Oliver's not there yet. He comes no, in a little later. He's, he's, like, there at, like, the actual the next... party. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, Miley's opening her presents. Um, she's really sure that her dad got her that jacket that she swiped off of a girl. Um, and uh, Lily got Miley some sort of messenger bag. Um, that was ugly. <laughs> it was ugly. And <laughs> and Miley's like, it's going to look great with the jacket. And Lily's like, I know. Which and I'm like, what? It? <laughs> because the jacket was black and the messenger bag was, bag was like, brown suede and she should if she is really like the fashion icon that she claims to be she would know that mixing your neutrals is a no-go um excuse me alana she has a line of scarves (laughs) i think she knows more about fashion than you do genius 
I, ch- <laughs> you know, <laughs> a reference to that American Girl doll vibe. <laughs> Do you know which vibe I'm talking about? No. <laughs> okay. Well, now I have to explain. <laughs> no it's so good there's this little girl and she's like at the american girl doll store and she's like yelling at like this friend and she goes um i think i know more about american girl dolls than you do genius and she like walks away it's really good <laughs> that is the energy that's coming off of this for sure <laughs> for for sure <laughs> <But> so- <laughs> Me, 25 years old versus a a fictional 2009 (laughs) character. (laughs) 2009 child. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, What a tangent for me to die on. Um, (laughs) So Miley's unwrapping her gifts. Roxy gets Miley a metal detecting wand. Good. Yeah, I thought that was a good bit. Uh, Jackson gets her sheepskin seat covers for his car. (laughs) um i don't know why he needs sheepskin seat covers um but he's like you when you sit in my car you want to uh sit in luxury or whatever and she's like this is the line about the black leather skirt with matching pump she's like that's what i'm gonna get you for your birthday and he's like "Mm." and it's like a sassy little moment where the audience is like "Ooh." (laughs) it's fine (laughs) anyway (laughs) um Miley then opens her gift from her dad, and it is a pink sweater with a cat face on it. And like when a she pulls, 3D, like it pops, yeah, it's like a plush it's, animal. Yeah, it's not like a sticker. It's not like embroidered. It's like it's like a stuffed animal's head is like <laughs> sewn into this shirt. And she opens it out, and and Roxy goes, "Oh, it's a kitty." Which I thought was really funny. Roxy, like, really loved the sweater. <laughs> like, truly unironically. Yeah, she, like, thought it was really cute. Um, And Robbie Ray's like, oh, pinch the nose. And she does, and it, like, does this loud meow. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's so ingrained in, like, a specific part of my brain from when I watched exactly. this in 2008 or whatever. I feel like I could hear that sound clip of a meow on like a different show, and I'd be like, "That's the one from the sweater on Hannah Montana, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode seven, season one." <laughs> um, uh, and I guess Lily goes over to Robbie Ray and is like, "Hey, I thought we were gonna get her a jacket," and he's like, "It just didn't feel right." And it's like, "What? Why? Why didn't the jacket feel right? <laughs> Where did he find this? What store? Or did That's he like a very buy it good online?" Question. Like, how did he get this? Where was selling this? It seems like the kind of thing that you'd find in, like, a catalog that gets mailed to you that you didn't ask for. Does that make yeah. sense? But, yeah. Like, you know, you, you get those catalogs where it's, like, all these, like, weird gifts and stuff. And it's, like, supposed to be really goofy and, like, good gag gifts. It seems like something that would have been in one of those catalogs. Um, But that can't be it because those like take time to ship (laughs) and they seem to like have been shopping like the day before her birthday well maybe if it was really a big deal he like priority like express shipping (laughs) (laughs) he paid like 50 dollars for overnight shipping on this he has the money to throw down he has Hannah money his his daughter (laughs) is a worldwide sensation (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
And she's not 18. She doesn't have access to that money yet. That's true. <laughs> I think that comes up in, a, in another episode. <laughs> um, Miley, when talking about the sweater, is like, I'll wear it tonight. And then it'll mysteriously fall into the barbecue. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. She that was a really, really good line reading on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she puts it on and then they like open the doors to their house and there's like all these people out there. It's a surprise party. Um, I did notice that like when they open the door and they do that shot of the people at the party, everyone there looks 26 years old. Yeah. There's some spectacular work done by the extras. <laughs> in this episode <laughs> see, then what's funny is like so there's that shot of all these like mid-20s people out there with, how do they know her um but then when they cut to another angle there's only like three people there um and like one of them's oliver <laughs> well that feels more accurate because i feel like it, we talk about uh, the, oh, at least on the episodes that i'm on we talk about it we're like Miley's like not popular, right? She's like not right. cool and hip at school. Like she does decently okay socially, mm-hmm. um, but she is not cool. She's not a popular kid. So the fact that that many people showed up to her surprise party means that either there's some sort of inconsistency, or Oliver, who seemed like he was in charge of getting, uh, he's in charge of the guest list, probably <laughs> got all Oliver about it and you know like judged it up a little bit um but three people yeah. feels more accurate for miley's like current social circle and so I, I i did write like amber and ashley were invited for some reason which like they're not friends like they are very much not friends yeah i think we were led to believe that it was like a whole class-wide event which i don't know why a whole class-wide people would go you know i don't know right. why everyone and- would go she's not cool Exactly. And Amber's like whole thing is that she's trying to take a picture of Miley for the yearbook. Um, Why would like Miley's birthday party be in the middle school yearbook? I don't know. Um, But she's trying to do it to embarrass her because she's wearing the cat sweater. Um, She tries to take a picture, but instead takes a selfie. Um, Because that was a thing that you could accidentally do. Well, I guess. Yeah. Back in the day. (laughs) But it's only old people that do it now. Yeah. But she had a great little, like, flip phone. It was classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's, like, a sequence where they're doing limbo. Like, Robbie Ray tries to do limbo, and he goes, oh, my achy, breaky back. Oh, my God. I almost turned it off (laughs) (laughs) at that. I know that those kind of jokes come up all the time, but I was like, I I didn't need this right now. (laughs) The studio audience always lives for an achy, breaky heart reference. Um, the studio audience also really loved this sequence where Roxy's like, I can do limbo. And she just drops the limbo stick on the ground and then walks away. And everyone <laughs> cheers. Like, everyone, like, <laughs> is so into it. Like, the entire studio audience, it sounds like they're giving her a standing ovation. And it's like, why is that so funny to these people? I mean, it wasn't, like, bad or anything. It just was, like... It was kind of like a weird <laughs> one-off character interaction. Um, it felt like it felt pretty forced to me. It felt like it was maybe the third or fourth take. <laughs> they were like the producers were like, "Now we need everybody." <laughs> Get um, a big as much as you can, kids. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> 
Um, at this point, we go back to um, the cake sequence with Jackson and Coop. Um, Jackson's trying to make Miley a cake, um, but he doesn't know how to crack eggs. He thinks that you just literally put eggs into a bowl, and that's, like, how you add eggs. And then Cooper's like, you have to crack them first. And he's like, right. And he just smashes them in his hands and, like, tosses them in shag and all. Shag, shell and all. <laughs> um, <laughs> shag and all. <laughs> but it's like, hasn't he ever watched somebody cook before? I get that, like, and and this is, like, part of this plot is that, like, it's seen as, like, very emasculating to know how to cook to these boys. But, like, it's just embarrassing for him that he doesn't know how to crack an egg. Yeah, I had a little bit of an issue with that, with this whole, like, bit, this whole joke. Um, because right. it was both a joke that Jackson could not cook, mm-hmm. and then also a joke that, as we later learned, that Cooper does know how to bake and enjoys baking, and thus yeah. can make, remake Miley's cake and save the whole day. So, like, yeah. what's the correct way to be, you know? A boy who can cook but doesn't like to? <laughs> like, is that the way... <laughs> Yeah, it's odd. Um, cause yeah, cause Cooper ends up baking Miley's cake. Um, and <laughs> I wrote, he's just like that one guy in High School Musical. I also um, <laughs> wrote, he's just like that one guy from High School Musical. <laughs> it's the exact same plot where it's like, I love to bake, and everyone's like, Are you insane? You're a boy. You cannot possibly bake. And it's just like, I, I wrote, fellas, is it gay to know how to make a cake? because yeah. um, like it's i don't think it is like i'm i but mean that's what we're like i'm a girl but like come on <laughs> it's so ridiculous all it is is measuring stuff and stirring it and putting it in the oven is it gay to know yeah. how to do that guys like it's so insane um, i think it's gay to like it i think that's sort of the message so i guess gay to enjoy medium. touching food like yeah, that's what it happy- is yeah, I guess the happy medium is to know how to bake. Like, it's good that you can make the cake, but you're not supposed to enjoy it. Right. That's women's work. Yeah, it's it's very gay panicky. It's very toxic masculinity. It, I just don't have the patience for these sorts of things. Um, it really Especially because it's a recycled plot line. We've all watched High School Musical. Yeah, we've we all, all there. already seen High School Musical. Stick we to all know. That is close. <laughs> God, it's the good book says. Oh my god! <laughs> As I was rereading my notes before recording this, I saw that that part about it being like in High School Musical, and I got stuck to the status quo stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Stick to the stuff that you know. <laughs> um, back down at the party, which is on the beach, because everything happens on the beach. Um, Oliver's solution. Guess private beach? I get, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> um, Oliver's solution to Miley being embarrassed about her sweater is to give her a giant balloon. Um, he, and he says that he was given the puppy version of her sweater, so he feels her pain. Um, so he gives her this giant balloon to hold, and of course, Amber and Ashley just immediately pop it, like, <laughs> like, like immediately, <laughs> like 10 seconds later. <laughs> Um, just as she's like, thanks, Oliver. That's really sweet. They're like, pop. Um, and I guess Robbie Ray walks by just as they're talking about how dorky the sweater is. Um, but in that moment, Miley, very much unprompted, is just like, you know what? 
I love this sweater because it was given to me by someone I love. And it's like this kind of nice, sweet thing. Um, and it seems honestly out of character for Miley, given what we've seen from her so far. Yeah. To like just own it and be like, you know what? I love my dad. <laughs> He's not so yeah. bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> it seems I, I would have expected her to like join in and be like, guys, I know it's so dorky. Um, and then later apologize to her dad. But that's not at all what she did. She really um, was sweet about it. Um, and I guess. Well, it is her birthday. She is a woman now. <laughs> oh, is it that birthday? <laughs> the woman what now birthday? Fifteen. <laughs> the big Taylor Swift year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can't see this, but I just put my head in my hand. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, we got jokes this episode. Um, <laughs> um, Amber and Ashley are like, that's cool, but we're still going to make fun of you. And then Roxy <laughs> like pops out and scares them, which causes them to run directly into the new cake that Coop made. Which again, they're holding directly upright. <laughs> Shouldn't they know not to do that? But anyway, Amber and Ashley run directly into it. And Cooper's like, my cake. And everyone's like, wait, your cake? <laughs> You are boy. You cannot. Oh cake. no no no! <laughs> if you want to be cool, follow one simple rule. <laughs> um, then running into the cake is basically the end of the party sequence. Where then later it's you know Miley talking with her dad. And she brings up the same point as me, which is that he sees what she wears normally. Why doesn't he just buy stuff that looks <laughs> like that? And he's like, I just see you as my little girl, bud, and I don't want to let you go. And I just wrote dot, 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 okay, question mark. <laughs> well, I'm a woman now. <laughs> <laughs> but she, like, never really dressed like that as far as we know, because we saw, like, multiple past birthdays. Of her, like, hating those dresses. So, I don't know. The whole thing is a little convoluted. But... Yeah, he just never got it. And she was pretty good the whole time to be like, oh, my God, I love it. It's so great. And then she would destroy it. So, it could be <laughs> if he was just really choosing not to hear. Because uh, it does seem like very selective ignorance. Because um, mm-hmm. he did not want to admit that her, his little girl growing up. Um, so... <laughs> You know, if you're um, like, trying to not pay attention. Right. <laughs> um, but while they're out there, the pelicans make another appearance. <laughs> Robbie Ray's like, does that pelican have frosting on it? Which, like, how long have these pelicans been going at this game? I guess Jackson wouldn't have cleaned it up or anything. This episode that's for must girls. have taken... <laughs> by far to keep things as they are um this episode must have been so i don't it must have been so hard to film because we got a live animals um yes. and a lot of different scenes um mm-hmm. and then we've got a lot of like practical like consumables mm-hmm. we have all the cakes we have the tomato juice that miley spills on herself we've got the, the pasta spaghetti. that the spaghetti <laughs> that she spills on herself there's 
the frosting that you have to put on the live animals, like the amount of consumable props that they had to go through. There's like three giant sheet cakes that have to go on to actors. And the um, actors are 12. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the actors are animals. <laughs> some of them are birds. <laughs> Spoken like a true props master, Alana. <laughs> Continuing with the theme of the episode. Of <laughs> of the the birds. <laughs> um, so I cannot imagine. This feels like a much longer shoot than a week. This feels like there's it was a lot a whole... going on in this episode. There yeah. really is. I mean, the stuff with the party takes up a lot of time, but so much of the episode was the stuff at the store, um, you know, with the mannequin and that's yeah. the only time we see. Well, that's not true because she she's Hannah Montana at the beginning of the episode, and then she's like the mannequin version of Hannah Montana. Um, we don't get any songs other than "Best of Both Worlds." Although um, the final scene of the episode is um, Oliver and Miley are wearing their respective um, puppy and kitty sweaters, and they're playing jingle bells with the like sweaters. Yeah, I believe the dog sweater already barks jingle bells on its own, and then oh. like, single meow. That makes more cat sense. You sweater. could tell I was confused about like how to, <laughs> how to approach. Well, there this. was like a surprising like beat behind it. Like there was yeah. like the, the barking mostly to the tune, and then like the occasional punctuation of the cat meow. But there was like yeah. some sort of soft tambourine or something in the background as well. Yeah, and <laughs> and like, Roxy's there, and she's really jamming to it. She's like <laughs> dancing. She's loving this animal rendition of jingle bells um we didn't even mention but the backs of the sweaters have like the back half of the stuffed animal sticking out of them um oliver's one is nowhere near as bad as miley's i should say the cat one has like these like dead looking feet (laughs) hanging off of it and oliver's just looks like you know like a butt and a tail like it's not that bad but but... Oliver's is like comically small it is it's (laughs) very small like so small (laughs) i feel like they they bought the cat one from like somewhere like actual like like i feel like that sweater might actually exist somewhere and then like the puppy one they like had to make themselves or something yeah because it definitely is like it's smaller it's a little bit better looking it seems like maybe they like actually cut up a stuffed animal to make that i don't know but um but in any case uh then uh i forget if it's jackson or robbie ray they're like the sweater has a watch battery it could last forever (laughs) (laughs) i think it's robbie ray (laughs) but but that's how the episode ends um and you know what this one is pretty fun i i generally liked this one um there's that's probably why this one stuck in my memory so much and why i remembered it so clearly um but yeah this is like all around a very solid installment um despite not having any hannah montana songs (laughs) yeah well it's funny that the episode is called it's a mannequin's world but the Mm -hmm. actual part with the mannequin is like 60 seconds the whole episode yeah yeah um is there anything that we didn't touch on that you feel like we need to bring up oh i i did have in here that at one point there's like a scene where lily like all of her hair is straight except she has like one big curl yeah there's like a few different scenes where it looks like they like did her full hair at the beginning where it was like very selectively like half curled and then very like also chunks that were clearly flat ironed so there were Mm -hmm. like both going on 
And it looked like they filmed it in generally chronological order because it looked like it all fell out. And then by <laughs> the end, there was just like one curl and everything else was like of similar texture. But there was, mm-hmm. they were, because they were in Miley's closet and they were talking about like, what are we going to do about my dad's bad taste? And I could not <laughs> focus on anything else than her like, Half her curl, single curl clearly straight ironed so like both tools were going at once <laughs> <laughs> and then with like teeny tiny little like pigtails with the little clear ones that they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the early 2000s mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. a, it was a look <laughs> it was a hair look it was such an unnecessary amount of time spent in the makeup chair for her <laughs> you know <laughs> It's it's almost like an homage to like Miranda from Lizzie McGuire because she always had those, yeah. those weird hairstyles that just look like they took forever. Yeah, um, and it it doesn't match with her aesthetic of like cool loose skater girl, you know. Yeah, it does kind of uh, mishmash because on the one hand she's like very like low key. I wear cargo pants and like a skater hat, and on the on the other hand, like her hair is like very elaborately styled. <laughs> there was one really small thing. Um, in the beginning, when uh, Hannah is do is like sharing her clothing line when they're first in the limited two store or whatever. We're just calling it limited two. <laughs> yeah, it, it, whatever it is. Um, and we're having the first conversation where Miley slash Hannah is like, oh, there's my dad over there, like buying a shirt. Um, and she says something about like that guy over there and Roxy like freaks out and is like, what guy? I'll go get him. And she like runs out of the store and like body slams and tackles. Oh, yeah. Random guy. But that extra <laughs> was he was like, on, so he was like pinned down on the floor by Roxy. And then mm-hmm. she's like, get up and go, sir. And the whole time he's like on the floor, like laughing. And like smiling and like fully breaking character. And then she's like, get out of here. And he like gets up and like is laughing and runs off with like a big old grin. You know, I that fully went over my head. I did not catch that at all. That's so funny. I like want to go back and see that now. I was just like, it would, I normally would have glossed right on over it because I watched this episode kind of recently, but I just happened mm-hmm. to be already looking in his direction and i'm like this is a scene that we did not have time to retake you know <laughs> we did not have time to do another take probably because of all of the food and all of the birds and we're just like we're gonna give this one a pass um but i did notice that he was like living his best life considering he had just been like fully tackled by a stranger <laughs> and then just sent on his way yeah it seems like um a few of the Roxy elements were just like kind of afterthoughts. <laughs> but she's she has a lot of charisma, so I think she gets a pass. Yeah, there is the when they're in Miley's closet talking about like, oh my dog's bad taste. There is a point where she like comes out on like the rotating floor and she's mm-hmm. like, if I can squeeze through the air vent in the back of this closet, somebody else can. So we got some work to do. So she's already finally above and beyond <laughs> in terms of like security. She's doing like a full sweep, and she's correct because children. She is her spaces all the time. Everybody's been sneaking into where Miley is, and like, thank God it's only been like her weirdo friends. But like, <laughs> yeah, one day it won't be a weirdo friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that finally someone's on payroll that's actually gonna help. You know. Yeah, big time. Um, 
Was there anything else? I feel like we gave a very thorough rundown of this episode, along with a lot of things that people probably didn't need, but I needed (laughs) to say them. Isn't it? (laughs) Um, I think that is it for me. I think we covered everything that needs to be covered. That's all I have. Fantastic. Do you want to plug where people can find you, even though they've probably heard it like four times by now? Yeah, well, I'm happy to, you know, all publicity is good publicity. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alana Fine Woman. And you can check out my podcast. It's called TVTV Throwback Television. We are watching through Wizards of Waverly Place and Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can follow us on the social meds at TBTV underscore podcast. That's where you can find me. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you again for being here. I'm sure yeah, you'll be thank back you soon. For having me. We always have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, next up is season one, episode eight. It's called Mascot Love. And spoiler alert, it's not great. <laughs> Ooh, that's an episode that is also very ingrained into my brain. <laughs> I know exactly the one. <laughs> Thanks so much to you for tuning into Pumping Up the Podcast. I have so much fun making this show, and I'm so grateful that you choose to give us a listen. I hope you'll join me again next week for episode eight. And in the meantime, feel free to give us a follow on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and on Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. Thanks again, and until next time, keep on pumping up the party.